Welcome, everybody, to Car Thoughts with David. Uh, today on the show, I have a very special guest. Uh, she's been interviewed on the show before, uh, but uh, bringing her back to talk about her new novel that's upcoming, uh, and this is Wynn Charles. Uh, Wynn, if you'd like to introduce yourself, and then we'll get started. Sure, so I would like to introduce myself. I'm Wynn. I have cerebral palsy. I am also going to be a journalist as of December, and I consider myself a novelist. I have a book that's out that I am going to actually talk about today. I'm actually in the process of um, going with Small Plus Publishing because I cannot do this right with Amazon anymore. And David, good on you for doing the fight with Amazon. When I published my novel, The View from My Hills, I did it via Create Space. Well, Create Space is no longer in existence. They make you do it through Kindle Direct Publishing, and that's why I'm playing my options to go with a small press publisher because. I need more help with my books and marketing my books than I could do on my own. And that's, yeah, that's very important because uh, when it comes to the marketing and the, uh, you know, getting the word out about your book, there's a lot to it that people just don't think about. Unless you're constantly on social media, uh, you can definitely, uh, you know, miss a lot. Whereas these publishers have that knowledge and expertise and, um, you know, they, they are able to do uh, more for you than, uh, than you can on your own, usually. They have a larger audience. Absolutely. And what I'm coming to find out is with the dance with Amazon and KDP, is um, Amazon can only do so much, push your book so much, and that's why I'm considering a small press publisher that um, can help me market my book. I'm pretty good about marketing my books. I'm not so good at designing covers, but I need more leverage than I ever got with my other books. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's that's the one thing. I, I cover creation is definitely tough. I I feel like I just kind of. Uh, you know, cross my fingers and hope for the best on the cover. Uh, I, you know, I hope it's something that is appealing to the eye or whatever. And, uh, you know, I know that's that's always tough because, you know, you want something that looks good for you, but at the same time, you're thinking like, okay, well, how is this going to get people to buy my book? You know, this is the, you know, they say don't touch a book by its cover, but really at the end of the day, a lot of it is, oh, yeah, wow, that looks really, kind of cool. Maybe I should buy it. Really, you know? I don't believe in that saying anymore because, Amazon will let you publish anything and everything and put any cover on it. Yeah, yeah. And they, um, and that's actually why I decided to go with Amazon is because with some of the smaller publishers, they're very, not that I, I want to publish anything or publish junk, but one thing I found out with a lot of these small class publishers is a lot of the, like, the little stuff, unless you pay them for it, they expect you to do, like you have to have like so many blank pages you have to have you know your copyright information on a certain page and everything has to be laid out a certain way you can't have page numbers on certain pages um, it's just really weird how some of that stuff works and i was just like well you know with amazon they don't care <laughs> you know as long as i know the book's right for me you know i i tend to uh think okay well you know i don't want to have to pay them four or five hundred bucks to set all this stuff up right um yeah, as far as the, the nitpicky stuff, you know, the stuff that really no one's going to care or look at. They don't care about what the, you know, the copyright ISBN page looks like. Uh, they care about what's actually in the book, <clears throat> you know, the customers. I considered that too, but I want my, um, now that I'm out there in the universe, I want my um, stuff to be professionally done or at least look professionally. So that's why I'm considering small press publishing. I'm in the process of, as we do this interview, I'm in the process 
of talking to one that actually, accidentally, I think they did it accidentally, they liked a video that on Twitter that I posted this morning, and the next thing I know that um, Stonewall Press is liking my videos, so now I gotta be careful what I post on Twitter and what I post on LinkedIn. Now I gotta be careful because I never know who's going to see it, and I never know who's going to like it, and I never know what business connections are going to be made. Absolutely, yeah, and that's, I mean, that's important really for anybody to to learn is you got to really be careful what you put out on on social media because you never know who's going to see it. I mean, I've heard of like even jobs where they'll actually look at your Facebook page and consider uh, that before they actually consider hiring you and stuff. Oh, so, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I definitely think my um, teaching job I have now, I seriously think they looked at my social profile and they thought, I follow them on Instagram and they know it. I told them that because Instagram is alumni stuff anyway, so I I said to them, look to you guys, I follow you on Instagram and they don't follow me, but I swear that when I got the job back in 2010, they looked at my social media buttons. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think that's very true, uh, um, you know, because a lot of companies want to know what you're about and what you do in your free time. And then they kind of determine your employment eligibility based on that. Um, so, yeah, I'm very careful as to what I post. Of course, most of the social media I have is just simply for promoting things like books and um, events and things like that anyway, you know, or, or writing um, just simply because I'm not a huge fan of social media um, on a normal basis. So, you know, I find that I just use it as a tool more than a, than a, you know, connection with like friends or posting like pictures at a party or something like that. I post mostly, you know, business related stuff or stuff related to my podcast. I use it more as a tool that helps my that's how my day job found out that I could do LinkedIn. That's how literally they found out that I could do LinkedIn because they asked me to do a project and they um, said to me, we want alumni network on LinkedIn. And so that's how they found out that I could use LinkedIn literally because they said, you're fairly active on LinkedIn. You're a millennial. We need your help to get this project up and off the ground. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing. are starting to realize that they need to be out there. They need to go where, where the people are. You know, you can't just rely on uh, an ad in the yellow pages like you could 20 years ago. You've actually got to have somebody who actually actively is connecting with people online. Uh, to make your whatever you're doing successful. I mean, no, you can't rely on you can't rely on methods that you were able to rely on um, 15 years ago. Now, I mean, I am at the end of the you got mail, all L generation, and if you remember, you got mail the movies. Um, with Tom Hanks and Julia Roberts, and Julia Roberts owned the bookstore. Well, the that bookstore, when that movie was done, had no social media whatsoever, and they still had the You Got Mail yellow um, dude, and they still had the You Got Mail symbol, and You Got Mail Tom, and you can't be, I now have Gmail, but you need to be present on social media. You need to be present in the podcasting space. You need to do what you need to do. Yeah, I mean, so true. It really is, and especially as a uh, as a writer, as an author, uh, you have to be as well. Because at the end of the day, 
a lot of people find your stuff through social media. I actually had a guy who posted on Instagram that he had bought one of my books and how much, you know, he, he started reading it and couldn't put it down. He was so, uh, you know, just so engaged with it. And he found me through Instagram, you know, and he bought my book because I posted a picture of it on Instagram, you know? No, I found, uh, book reveal uh, by a LinkedIn and he revealed my book very nicely by the way I didn't have to, to reveal my book very nicely but she revealed it very nicely and um, she posted on Instagram about the book reveal and she posted on Twitter and she I found it by a LinkedIn but and so my book review by this woman, Amanda, is out there for everyone to see. Yep. And the, and that's the thing. So many people are willing to do that and then share that all over social media to get the word out, especially if it's something that they really enjoy. And that's another thing about being active on social uh, media, because if I hadn't posted that on Instagram, and then, of course, obviously, once he posted that very nice review on Instagram, um, you know, I responded back to him right away, thanked him so much for buying the book and, you know, that I'm glad that it, it, it helped him understand that he wasn't alone in, you know, in his uh, thoughts and everything. And, you know, and so we had a little bit of a conversation go back and forth. And so it was really cool. Come to find out he actually lives not too far from, from me, uh, you know, very, very close, which is a small world, too. So that was kind of interesting to learn as well. Everyone has to be on um, social media, and I can't say my big announcement today. I wouldn't be able to, David, but I can't say my um, big announcement today because of, um, but let's put it this way. I did a little investigational work. They did a little in investigational work on me and we're collaborating and I'll be able to announce that tomorrow afternoon this podcast being going out tomorrow morning like the typical car talks with David Dial does and so I'll be able to announce that on Welcome to Journalism slash Ask When slash LinkedIn on my um, on what I'm doing because people are now picking it up that I'm on social media and they want me to be on social media working on their behalf. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and that's the uh, um, that's the real key is is to uh, you know have you know those people who start looking for you. And, and wanting to know what you're doing and wanting to hear more about what you're doing and, you know, researching about you and learning more. Um, and, yeah, so, I mean, that's definitely very important as you grow your network to continue doing and to, uh, um, you know, continue building that network because, you know, you never know who you might end up running into as a result of that at the end of the day. And then, you know, or who whose life you might change as a result of your book, you know, that's getting ready to come out, or the other books that you have. Um, yeah, I've been reading uh, some of them. I'm still working through them. <laughs> uh, as I as I that's pick okay. them up, still working through them. But as long as they're out, there, no. Um, <laughs> as long as they're out there, and the reason why I came on today with you is to talk about a book that I don't really talk about that much after I wrote I Come A Win. I wrote a novel called The View From My Hills and it will still be it can still be found on Amazon and it's about fashion designing and the disabled and people tell me that they um, I'm a better novelist than I am I um Memoirs because, and you on the other end got me into science fiction. Once <laughs> that book came, I'm not kidding when I say that. You got me now hooked on 
science fiction. So if anyone wants to send me galley copies my way, please contact me via LinkedIn or all the other social media I hang out on. But um, that's what I'm saying. People don't know about I Am a Novelist. The last autobiography I wrote was The Mosaic of CG, and that's the last autobiography that I wrote. And then, um, and now I'm a novelist slash going to be a journalist and finishing that one up in 2019. Yeah, and I mean, it's totally different. I'm sure you can definitely agree since you've wrote both sides, you know, of the spectrum. Uh, it's totally different writing a novel versus a, uh, you know, versus a uh, memoir. Um, you know, the whole tone is different. How you write it's different. How you feel when you're writing it, I even think is different. Um, I know I, that I, I experienced that when I was writing mine, uh, which was, yeah. excuse me, I don't think yeah. I have a box. And, excuse uh, yeah, it was me, weird. I don't think I have a box. Was a memoir, and you probably got sick of writing it. No, after I... Um, I wrote I Come on Win, and yes, the view from my heels could be found on Amazon. If you guys want to go pick that up, you're more than welcome to do that and leave me a review on that one. And so I'll make money off of that one too. But um, after I wrote I Come on Win, I was so sick of writing that I literally took a year off in my head, did a bunch of podcast interviews because of my story. Oh my god, I think I did a year of solid podcast interviews because of I Come Win. People wanted my story out there and they need hope and they need help doing, um, and I hate to be political, but right now we're in a government shutdown and it's 70. 17 days into it and so people need hope they need help they need every little self-help iota they can get yeah and i mean then the whole mental health uh and psychology and everything about work and the way people feel about work and the way people do work is totally different too you know than what it used to be i mean I would have never thought that I would see like so many uh, signs up, like help wanted signs, like at, at businesses and stuff. I mean, it's just like unreal. You know, I mean, I spent uh, several years ago, right after 9-11, I spent two and a half years unemployed, couldn't find a job to save my life. Uh, you know, and the jobs I could find were s- such poor pay, I wouldn't have been able to afford the actual gasoline to go to work let alone eat. <laughs> um, and then now, you know, you see all these places where they're like just begging people for jobs. And so many people are actually uh, wanting to change and actually become, you know, self-sufficient, run their own business, be entrepreneurs. Um, and they're looking for stuff out there that doesn't exist yet or that they're creating uh, because of the fact that there's so much unrest really throughout the world. Um, as far as, um, you know, the markets and, um, you know, like you said, the government shut down, things like that. So there's a lot of stuff going on and people are looking for something else to, uh, you know, to, to another ship to jump to, you know, because they're afraid the one they're on might sink. I don't know. <laughs> yes, but uh, in the teaching field, and I apologize to all the teachers out there. No, I cannot help you once I become a journalist because my admins will barely listen to me. I know you're screaming at me right now because I know when we spoke before, David, you asked me what my day job was. Oh, somehow that came up. And yes, I'm in a teaching field. Yes, I'm on the admin side, but teachers get paid low. And nine times out of ten, you'll find a teacher side hustling and books all my side hustle, and journalism is going to become my full-time career as of December. I'm going to be 
still using my pocket money from my teaching job. I call it my pocket money now because um, it's my pocket money. Right. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's uh, the thing, too, is, you know, you need a lot of times you also need that side hustle because, you know, a lot of jobs really don't pay that great anymore. So you have to kind of make do with what you can and, uh, you know, take up a side job as a as a writer, as a Lyft driver, as a, you know, as a whatever you can find type thing as well, just to give you another source of income. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, uh, you guys, if you want to write a book, David has done it. I have done it. I actually help people write books. And if you want to set up a podcast, because Co-Talks with David is through Anchor, and so Anchor's the way to do it, although I got stuck yesterday, and I'm getting unstuck, so Anchor, if you listen to this podcast, you need to tweet me or contact me, because <coughs> I'm now stuck at 1,000 downloads, and they're not moving, and my podcast is getting played, I know it is, and it's not me playing it. Yeah, and and the stats have been really funky on Anchor, so I know okay, that's been so it's odd. Not me. It's yeah. just not me wondering why. Thank you for telling me. Thank you for telling. Uh, uh, thank you for telling me. Uh, old podcasters now just trying to figure out Anchor. I'm like, why am I stats? so funky but um you guys if you want to write a book please reach out to me or please reach out to david because we know how to do it we know what it takes and it's not easy to do a podcast it's not easy to write a book and it's not easy to um to do all this but we managed to do it and um Oh, by the way, did I mention I have cerebral palsy, which is a physical disability? I kind of forgot to mention that, but to all your new listeners, of co-talks with Dave, but I have a taxia spastic cerebral palsy. Yes, I just said a foreign language. I know I did. But, um, and don't Google CP. That will just send you down a rabbit hole. But on top of all this, I'm trying to manage on top of this circus of being off and being a teacher, I'm trying to manage and control a physical disability. And, and uh, you know, you've got, I mean, so many incredible interviews you do on your podcast and all of these books are out. And, you know, once you, and, and that's one thing I'll say is once you get into it and get into that rhythm, it does get easier um, but you know, it's a lot to balance with your life too, you know, cause I mean, I do a daily podcast, um, as you know, <laughs> and writing books and a full-time job and, uh, you know, trying to keep, uh, everything put together for LinkedIn local and, you know, all that stuff. So, you know, it definitely does, you have to set aside time for writing. And I think that's really the hardest part to me. Um, now that I know like the little tricks and the loops as far as figuring out how Kindle Direct Publishing works um, is actually setting aside the time to actually sit down and write um, because that's that's hard too. <laughs> that is that is so hard and um, uh, I interviewed Drake last night and you guys you should probably go check out Ask When or go check out um, the Morning Star Journal. God, David, you got someone else stuck um, in podcasting that is truly a voice that's ready to shine. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that was one of his biggest things, and I and that's what I hear the most with people who are on the fence about podcasting that want to do it. The first thing they say is, "Well, I don't like the way my voice sounds." when it's recorded and that was one of Treek's biggest things so I knew I had to get him 
recording somehow. I had to trick him into doing it. I knew he could do it. He is such a depth of knowledge um, about, um, you know, about all things entertainment um, and those hidden gems. And so I invited him on my podcast to do an, do an episode, do an interview with me. And, you know, he uh, afterwards was like, yeah, this wasn't as bad as I thought, you know. So, um, and he, he has such a fascinating podcast. I love listening to it because, like, a lot of the stuff that he talks about in the most recent episodes have been things that he and I have actually talked about, you know, because we love digging into, like, these little-known uh, movies and television shows and books and things like that and actually reading them and going through them. And, you know, I think he could definitely help a lot of people discover things that they might really enjoy and they just don't know that it ever existed. And so, uh, Tweak, uh, another podcast that if you guys just need pure entertainment, um, call talk with David's not pure entertainment, although it's in the car, so um, it must be pure entertainment. Although I applaud you, David, for getting a new headset. I really noticed the difference. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, and I, I did too, actually. I hadn't had a lot of time to listen to my episodes, but this morning I actually uh, listened to one because I'm still trying to catch up. <laughs> but I listened to one of my most recent episodes this morning and I was like, wow, that actually sounds really good with this headset. The only downside I miss is that you can't hear the car in the background. And I know a lot of people would actually, uh, there were actually fans of the car, you know, so I kind of miss that in a way because I, I'm kind of letting those people down. Um, Cause I've seen some reviews where they're like, I love how the car, you, know, you hear all the sounds where he's shifting gears and, and the engine and the air conditioning running and all this different stuff. And, it's like, well, that's kind of gone. <laughs> well, that's kind of gone. But I love it too. But at the same time, we got to kill you. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, and, and I mean, that's that's the one thing I try and, you know, and you got and, you know, through my dual podcast, because that's kind of how we met uh, through LinkedIn and then me advertising your show is, you know, I try and, you know, shine light on other podcasts like Ask Win, like Morningstar Journal, um, things like that to help them grow, because, you know, it's all residual. You know, there's plenty of people out there. Podcasting is growing every day. There was actually a statistic that was recently released that said, that podcasters year over year consume more podcasts and listen to less music. Um, so it's actually addict, addicting uh, or, or yeah. somewhat proving to be addicting. So um, with that being said, you definitely need to give people more options of things to listen to because unless you're a crazy daily podcaster like myself, you know, the average podcast is a weekly podcast and you know, you're going to have to provide them more options of things to listen to in between while they're waiting for your next episode. Well, I, I definitely agree. I mean, it's, uh, ask when is, uh, um, three times a week podcast and ask when has exploded. I mean, I, my LinkedIn, I don't know. I would, I got my Australian fans gonna taste me because I met a business coach, Marty Vids, on LinkedIn and he invited me on his show and the episode just dropped today and of course people are now waking up to what Rock has been living under. I mean they they don't know my story and they keep saying, Wow, what an inspirational story. What an inspirational story and I go saying you and I'm like you guys can only come up with the with inspirational story. What what is up? You guys don't listen to podcasts, do you? And I don't think um I don't th- a lot of people create a podcast, but we now as podcasters have to teach people how to listen to podcasts. Yeah, that's very true. And that's the thing. I know I was reading another statistic. I can't remember who posted it or shared it to me, but it was about podcasting. And it talked about how I want to say like 
53% of the people on LinkedIn don't actually even know what a podcast is. Uh, but it was talking about podcasting and advertising through LinkedIn. And, um, you know, so that's a huge number. I mean, that's that's over half, obviously, of the people on LinkedIn. wouldn't If you told them what you were a podcaster, they wouldn't know what you're talking about. And, um, you know, so that's the thing. You're absolutely right. I think that's very true. Need to make people aware of how to um, how to listen, what a podcast is and why it is. So I think that's something very important is actually to maybe even post, um, you know, a, you know, what a podcast is and post about your show and actually put a little synopsis about your show and put all that out there and be like, hey, you can listen to it through this you need to download this app and actually have like almost like a tutorial uh post in a way uh that makes that available so people actually know what it is you're talking about when you when you share stuff because yeah i think you're absolutely right a lot of people don't uh know i have a friend and i tell you this from the bottom of my heart and i love her dearly and but the only podcast she subscribes is mine and I'm not kidding and this this young woman could learn a heck of a lot more from um podcast and I keep telling her there is so many more podcasts out she goes oh no I want to subscribe to yours because you're my friend and that's it <laughs> oh yeah I mean... so I don't my big mission in 2019 is to get the best voices out there. I don't know how we're going to do it, David. I honestly don't. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think I think what you're doing with the way you're interviewing people and, and going after people to to interview uh, is helping a lot. You know, you're bringing a lot of different voices to the table. Um one thing that I'm trying to get started as an initiative for myself is actually um, is actually interviewing people that are are not like huge, you know, are not like the normal people you'd interview, just regular people off of LinkedIn um, and having them share their story, just basically getting them to the point where they're like able to talk about it. Cause I think that's very liberating to the point where they get it out in the universe and talk about it. And so like people who really don't, you know, aren't like huge name influencers, aren't podcasters or just regular, you know, day to day people to kind of open that up where it's like, you know, Hey, this person has a story just like mine. They're, you know, just like me, they're not sitting on you know a million dollars. They're not a life coach. They're, they're just a regular nine to five worker who's doing the same thing I'm doing and wow, they're doing this. I could do that, you know, and, and to try and build up people's confidence, you know, and, and to help them, you know, uh, see that they do have the ability to do these things. They just need to believe in themselves and then execute and go do those things. Yeah. Because if we, um, don't put the creativity out in the world, it's not going to help us. I mean, I was trying to make money off I Come a Win and Abuse of My House and all my books, which, by the way, you guys, all my books could be found on Amazon. And as I said, I'm going with a small press publisher as soon as my life gets a little bit calmer, basically. Let's just put that when my life is in a little bit of chaos right now. Even though I'm sitting here calmly doing this interview, it's, um, it's a little bit calmer. It will um, get my life will be back to normal in as of February. So let's see. Thank God, my life will be back to normal. But I um, and people know what's going on, and people know what's going on. I actually am a trust fund baby. And but the funny thing is, is I'm going to work with that trust fund, keep my day job, keep my books, keep everything, and just have a trust fund going. And so, but people don't have luxuries like I do have a um, trust fund going on, but um, 
I was given the opportunity of a trust fund. I was told about the trust fund at age 17, and I made a commitment to keep my job, whatever my job may be. Um, turns out it was teaching, and turns out it's journalism. But that being said, people are going to be screaming at their cell phones, yay win, but yay win is going to work, and yay win is putting all this content out into the world to assist you guys through your daily struggle. And David is putting his content. Tariq is putting his content. I mean, I asked Tariq last night, I said, what is your biggest accomplishment? He goes, getting on this podcast with you. He literally said that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think, and I, I kind of told him that as well as I said, you know, now that you have a podcast, now that you're establishing yourself, you really need to get onto other podcasts and start spreading the word because that's the best advertisement. It's free advertisement. You're getting yeah. the advantage of someone else's audience to then say, oh, wow, I'm interested in what Wynn is doing. I'm interested in what Treek's doing. Let me go find out about that. And, you know, it's good to cross-pollinate, especially among podcasters, because, you know, people who listen to podcasts, uh, with the exception of your friend, generally want to find other podcasts to listen to as well. <laughs> and so they, uh, you know, they they are like, wow, oh, cool. This, this person's really interesting. I like what they're talking about. I like what they're doing. Uh, y'all check their show out and you know i think that's important as well uh that's one thing that i learned from some fellow podcasters and so i try and get on every show i can as well just so that you know i can uh share my story but also to uh let people know like hey i'm out here i've got a podcast too and you know if you're looking for something uh to add to your listing and you're crazy enough to follow a daily show then uh you know this might be the show for you <laughs> And um, and next week I'm going to be on um, Daily Cordova's podcast, Marketing of the Coffee, and we're going to do it be live style. So wish me good luck on that, you guys. I'm so used to doing um, podcasting that be live is a little bit scary. But and I just said to, I just. Um, interviewed her on my podcast and she did how I found out about her is I found out about her through you David so I thank you for that lead. <laughs> I didn't know who that heck she was until you said marketing and coffee and then I I found her on LinkedIn I said I want to interview you turns out that she wants to interview me so we're going to be doing that next week at 11.30 Mountain Time. So for those of you who are hanging around Facebook and want to come cheer me on, be my guest. And she goes, I get um, over a thousand people. So I have an audience. She has an audience of 2K people to listen to what she has to say. And I'm like, oh, great. 2,000 people hear my story. I mean, this is going to be huge. And so, um, you know, we're all different in all the ways, but we all can create different and unique content. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's that's so true. And that's the one thing that, um, you know, like, like with Delilah, uh, sh her show, you know, um, we actually met at LinkedIn Local, um, and, uh, you know, she was such an amazing person. And then, of course, I get this email like, hey, you know, I'd like to interview you on my show. And I was like, oh, cool. And I found I was going to be live, and I was, like, instantly terrified. <laughs> but but yeah. overall, overall, it was, it was very, it was very terrified <laughs> because I was so used to hiding behind Mike. Anyway, be live. Be live and be, uh, okay, I can do that. I will do it for the audience reach, but um, then I'll go back to my cocoon of my podcast, my little safe cocoon of a podcast. 
Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and she's she's super easy to talk to, which of course I'm sure you yeah, know since is. you've interviewed her. So yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's not super easy to talk to. She's yes, super easy to talk to, and the fact that that is, I'll be um, sharing my interview. I hope she shares my um, I did my interview with her. I'll be I'll definitely be sharing her interview with, that she does with me because. That's the other key point, too. If people invite you on your on their podcast, please share the interview. Please share the interview. And even better, if you have time, go listen to the podcast that you're about to be on. Yeah, absolutely. It's very important. And that's one thing I do Like when I interview people usually is uh and this is a good tip for anyone who's going to be a podcaster is i spend time actually in their shoes you know i actually sit there and research about them like when i interviewed you i actually listened to your podcast i actually read i win uh before i interviewed you uh the first time uh when i interviewed rock thomas i spent the whole morning i actually read his book i I listened to a couple of his podcast interviews where he had been on different podcasts um, so I actually do like homework, you know, and, and that's very important when you're going to interview somebody is that way you kind of get a feel for what they're about. Uh, you get a kind of get a feel of like things you might want to ask them or topics you might want to cover. And, um, you know, it really helps you understand the person instead of coming in cold uh, where you, you might have read a few things about them, you know, or you might have seen a couple quotes that they made or, you, you know, whereas you actually if you actually dig in and kind of do homework in a way. Uh, it, it helps a lot make the interview a little bit more natural because you're not sitting there thinking like, okay, well, what's the next question I can ask them? You kind of have an idea of like, as they're talking, here's something else I can, I can throw in based on what they just said. That kind of ties back to something they said in their book or on their podcast or whatever to kind of, you know, make sure you're ready for it, you know, and, and ready to carry on the conversation. Yes, exactly. And, um, I'm sorry, you guys, for those of you that saw me on LinkedIn this morning, and I don't know if you can hear this background noise, but yesterday I found out, which is terrible for podcaster and interviews, yesterday I found out they're building a house behind me, so I'm like, I'm sitting here doing this interview with you, David, I'm like, I need that beeping to stop. So luckily we're doing it um, semi in the car. So now I don't feel so bad. But I'm like, can't you guys just stop beeping for two minutes of the construction and we're nothing away. And so that's um, I need to I need to tell ask Winston that just in case they hear that annoying beeping Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, uh, you know, and, and you could even add into that. You could even like, like kind of make a joke like, Oh, Hey, you know, the guy from the Woodwright shop, <laughs> he he's filming an episode in the, you know, the house next I, door yeah, or, or do like, something. I've uh, done, I've done so many jokes with my fans. Um, it's like, Oh my God, my, my fans, like your fans, Roll with the punches. Just roll with the punches. I mean, well, um, that's what happens when you have a self-doing podcast. We're not NPR style here. We're recording this via Skype. I'm on my phone. David is via Skype on his phone. And so that's what happens. So my mission is um, in 2019 is to be voice for the voiceless, but to create unique content. Yeah, and I mean, that's, you know, there's so many different ways to record content nowadays, and then to to try and find new ways to do it is always a challenge, because, you know, there's so many people out there trying so many different things right now. Um, and then, that of course, is bringing that new so content out. Interesting challenge that yeah. is so an interesting challenge 
and um, podcasting is here to stay. And Anka is, Anka and I got in a fight, David. I don't know if you saw this, but I said, I told Anka because they um, posted a medium I why you should never use a paid podcasting host. And I tagged them as a podcasting host. Looks and L-Y-B-S-Y-N, who I also host with. And I said, hey, Lipson is the best. Quit saying you should never always use free. You get what you pay for. And then I and then I yelled at Anchor, Anchor on Twitter because I said, look, you're taking a $25 surcharge to um, make pittance on the podcast. And I know your podcast is sponsored because you did the ad with me. And so I'm like, knock it off with a $25 surcharge on top of the place for clicks, DTMs. But I'm like, that's the only drawback about Anchor I don't like. That's the rest of Anchor I love. But the $25 surcharge, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, there's pros and cons to both sides of the story, uh, you know, because, you know, it just really depends. You'll get more features or more customization, um, you know, one way versus the other. Uh, but for the simple podcaster like myself, Anchor works for me just simply because it doesn't have too many bells and whistles I can really mess up, mm. especially with as busy as I am. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. so I don't have to worry about exactly. accidentally turning something off that I shouldn't have turned off because... Uh, you know, I don't have time to like go back and look and like, oh wait, that was supposed to be on. I should not yeah. mess with that. No, exactly. So yeah, but when your book comes out, and I told Drake this, and so everyone knows this, I am going to have you back on Ask Win to talk about the book, and you guys can follow me on Twitter. That is Win Kelly Charles, and you guys can. Follow Welcome to Journalism on Anchor. I would really appreciate the love on that little podcast. And then you guys can also follow the di- A Diary of a Fashionista. I do that one with my girlfriend. We drop that one every Friday morning and we record every Thursday morning. I finally got my other girlfriend into podcasting because we finally had. To, we finally decided we had to do a podcast all about Sam Halsey, and that's been a fun one to do after the eight years. And then, um, of course, I have Ashlyn. Ashlyn can be found in any podcasting player, including TuneIn, which means you can listen to it on your smart speaker. Yeah, which is very cool. That's actually how I listen to most of my podcasts at the house. I use Alexa. Um, and one thing on that as well is they just recently added Spotify to. Oh, not, yeah. not Spotify. Um, uh, nah, it's just for podcasts. Uh, starts with an S. Anyway, they, they just added another pl- podcasting platform, so you can actually listen to any podcast. My, my um, pod? Or st- uh, Stitcher. That I heard about... Stitcher, they did add Stitcher. Okay. Yeah. They did yeah. add Stitcher. Good, because I'm asked when is in Stitcher too. So you guys can. Um, now I have to fill my fan base. And David, here's a tip for you because you just said the A word. Um, I'm going to correct you on saying the A word. Typically, the podcaster uses Amazon's Lady and Tube. So that's Lady and Tube. Don't go off when people are listening to this podcast with Alexa. See, I just did it. See, I just did it with Lady's Tube right next to them. See, why can't I? I didn't practice what I preached on that one. So I apologize <laughs> for making the Alexa go up twice, you guys. Now, three times. When you gotta stop, you gotta stop the giving. <laughs> You gotta stop after giving that tip out. So normally the uh, 
podcast and calls it Slaying Tube, just so that she does not go off. I don't know about the other sports figures when they go off um, that easily, but I heard that Slaying Tube goes off too easily. Yeah, and uh, that's that's possible. I didn't even think, didn't think, yeah. think about that, but yeah, I do. Yeah, like so, I said, uh, so you guys, yeah, yeah, your legs go off four times, and that was me saying, "Never mind, I will shut up. I will shut up now about Lady and Tubes." But I'm happy that Lady and Tubes are now coming to the podcasting space. Yes, yeah, it comes in very handy because I even, um, you know, will like want to listen to it in different rooms, so I can just, you know, have my, use my my smart speaker, and uh, or you know, I'm actually even thinking about putting one, um, like in the hallway, um, you know, because I might listen to one, you know, while I'm cleaning uh, the bathroom or doing dishes or whatever, and. You know, it comes in handy having them there because I can just listen to it. I don't have to have my phone. It doesn't drain my phone's battery. Um, so, yeah, definitely comes in very handy to have that. Definitely. And now I'm happy that they, um, Amazon, added Stitcher. And I'm happy that the um, lady in the tube is now tuning in. It's not the only one. And I keep meaning to tell people that you can catch Ask When on Lady in the Tube and you can catch Welcome to Journalism now on Lady in the Tube because and yes, you can hear my voice also out your house because Welcome to Journalism along with Color Talks with David is on Spotify and so I'm happy that TuneIn is getting, uh, I'm happy that the choice is on Lady in Tube. I'm happy that TuneIn is not the only one because for a while there, TuneIn was the only one. And it's like, really, you guys? Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people just had to see the, uh, the benefit, you know, like, like, oh, wow, there actually are a lot of people listening on Alexa. Because I, I don't know if you've seen that in your stats, but my stats actually show up. Dang it, I just did it again. My, my stats actually show up, and it shows me how many listens I've had from the smart speakers. So I actually see that as well. So I think maybe people are seeing that stat and being like, oh, wow, there is, uh, there is definitely, you know, something to be gained I, by bringing our I apps to it. I haven't on – I have – seen it on Ashwin. That's not true. I have seen it on Ashwin and I um, I have seen it on Ashwin. I haven't seen it on Welcome to Journalism and I know that um, a Diary of a Fashionista isn't in Stitcher yet, which bad me. I need to put it in Stitcher. I need to put the RSS feed everywhere. Bad me. And then, so, as soon as I get it in Stitcher, actually, a diary of a fashionista isn't Spotify, so, but Spotify is a whole different stat system on Lipson. So, I haven't necessarily um, seen that on Welcome to Journalism, but um, now that I know it's out there, maybe Anchor would Put it integrated into their stats. I keep seeing um, Apple iTunes pop up. I'm like, who the heck uses Apple iTunes? I um, Apple iTunes is a desktop music on the Apple Macintoshes, the Apple desktops and laptops. I'm like, geez, who the hell is using antiquated software? And then, um, and then I keep seeing other, other must be on the Android side because Androids have a hard time playing podcasts. Google failed on that one. They get a big capital F in my book. Well, I think other also covers like, um, 
ones that don't have normal stat tracking. Like, I mean, yeah. I know my podcast is actually available in four different countries that I didn't put the RSS feeds out for. Um, and, but that, that still goes back to Anchor. So I don't think they know what to put those under. So they just put them under put other. Those under, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't um, know who in Japan's listening to my podcast, but it's definitely available in Japan. It's available no, in it's I available keep, in Spain I and keep uh, noticing on Ask Win that um, Japan is my second biggest audience, and I'm like, what? You guys are listening in a foreign country that I I didn't think that um, country spoke English. Well enough to understand a English speaking podcast, so that's amazing that Japanese uh well they've always been technology savvy more than Americans because how I know that is because when um I was in the class and teaching one of the cool benefits is we out here. Out here being asked in Colorado, um, have the sister city program, and one of the schools is at Country Day where I work. And so the Japanese kids came out to see us. They do it for two weeks. And so the Japanese, which I always thought was rude, are always taking pictures of every. Thing. And so they got pictures of me, and they got pictures of every everything else. But for Japan to be listening to a completely English speaking podcast, that one just blows my mind. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, you know that that kind of surprised me too. Though I didn't know, you know, that they do teach English. Um, you know, to the students, because most most schools in other countries do now, since it's one of the most uh, commonly spoken languages. But, um, you know, I was just really surprised to find it. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, this is not uh, none of this is in English except for my show title <laughs> and my show synopsis. Everything else is in, you know, uh, uh, you know, Japanese character writing. And I used, you know, Google Translate okay. to translate the page. But. Now, I have a question. Did someone break your feed and translate it? I mean, what do you think? How do you think your show got into Japanese language? Um, I mean, well, I mean, the feed's out there. People can, you know, well, pull it yeah. from from Anchor uh, so they can listen to it in other, you know, because RSS feeds have been around for you know, almost as long as the internet's been around. Um, so I, it's just a matter of somebody probably put it into a system so that they could listen to it. And then, you know, it got replicated out as most RSS feeds do and ended up, um, you know, where I was able to find it when I did a Google search for my show uh, later on, you know, down the road about a month ago, I searched for it and found these other countries where my show was available. And I was like, okay, uh, yeah, um, Spain, <laughs> France, um, you know, Japan, and I'm like, wow, okay, cool, you know, so uh, it's very interesting well, to learn. You may, you may want to look into that just to make sure that nothing suspicious is going on with your feed on the end. I mean, I hate to burst your bubble, but it also sounds like someone grabbed the feed and, um, translated so you may want to look into that to um to look into lights and i know that's a huge job but still yeah yeah i mean that that may be something uh worthwhile to look into at some point um but yeah, i don't i haven't seen any issues with my show and it's been out there for a while like that so okay yeah, yeah okay, I, well, I, don't, I don't know that it'll it'll be a problem that's, well that's cool but if it does um get to be a problem 
And thank you for reassuring me that I could stack the wonky. So um, that, <laughs> that is good on my part. And the, as I said, you guys can find me on LinkedIn. You guys can find me on Twitter. You guys can find me all over the place. Absolutely. Well, uh, Wynn, I want to thank you for coming back on the show. I'm definitely looking forward to uh, being on your show again once my book drops. Uh, I think my editor told me there's 19 more chapters to edit. And so I've got everything ready. Literally, I've just got to copy the chapters into the book. So all the pagination, all the the layout, everything's actually done. I've just got to take his chapters that he's got throw them into the book, and hit submit. So I'm basically ready. Wow. So I'm definitely looking forward to being on your show and talking about my yeah. book, that and the one that I started oh, all of this with. <laughs> oh, God. People ask me all the time how I started my podcast. I said, I wrote a book, through process of all, saw that it sucked, and then I had to open up the can of worms like you, David, open up the pot like you, and um, just do it. And so this is how our little podcasting adventure started. I feel like I feel like there's someone out there who wrote a book who shared a journey. I wrote a book. I shared my journey, and that's what I want to tell all your fans they say is just write or just do something creative. And David, I want to give you another plug for the um, creative, create a great creative Friday challenge. And um, and David tries to, every single Friday on LinkedIn, tries to make all of us do something creative. Yeah, and uh, that's that's fun for me, too, because I get to come up with something creative by coming up with the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, so it's always good because I try and get people to start their journey. And, you know, the best way yeah. to do it is just to realize that they can. Do it, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, and this is how I landed up on Call Talks with David for the third time. He said, last Friday, book. Uh, he said, come on my podcast, talk about anything you want. And I said, I want to come on and talk about my book to all your new listeners and my podcast to all your new listeners because I know you're getting new listeners every single week and people don't know my story if they're new to your podcast and of course they don't want to go back and listen to the other episodes and they know I think you should, and so that's how this whole um, podcast started, and I hope last week's creative challenge got you more bookings on this podcast, did it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've got, um, I think, four or five more interviews uh, set up, uh, so I've actually got a, uh, you're, you were the first one, obviously, but um, I've got uh, two or three this week, two or three next week. Um, and then I've got another couple that are being scheduled. We're still working on a uh, date for. So, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely helped. And I want to keep continuing that trend of getting more people on the show uh, that might have never been on a podcast before. You know, like I said, I'm wanting to get people to share their story and step out there. And, you know, I'll gladly interview anybody who's been on podcasts, but I want to definitely target the people who haven't and be like, hey, you know, let's do this. Let's let's get you uh, out of your comfort zone. <laughs> I do too. I would love to um, interview. Not I would love not to say that I don't love podcasters or podcasters or marketers. I love you all dearly, but let's um, make the 2019 um, our mission in life, David, to interview people that don't have the chance to be interviewed and I'm backing you on that um, challenge and so if 
anyone wants to come on my podcast who's never been on a podcast before. I'm happy to do the same thing that David's doing. You guys can always tweet me and follow me on Twitter, Win Kelly Charles, and buy my books off Amazon, and then you can um, come social stalk me, as I say, and then we can get you set up on my podcast, or David could send people my way, and let's make 2019 the best year we can get. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and I really appreciate it, and be looking for more interviews to come. Like I said, I've got more lined up, and if you're interested, you can reach out to me or win, and we'd like to interview you as well. So have a great day, guys. Hey, everybody. David here from Car Thoughts with David, and I just wanted to share some information with you. You guys have heard me talk about finding your way, finding your path, and starting your journey. Well, if you have decided that you want to start your own podcast, you might be thinking, well, David, that's great, but what do I do? How do I do this? You know, what works? What doesn't work, right? Well, I wrote a book because you can go back and find my episodes where I talk about all this stuff and listen to them. And that's all well and good, but sometimes it's easier just to have it in print where you can just see it, right? So I wrote the book called Introduction to Podcasting, Lessons Learned, Lessons Shared. You can pick it up on Amazon on Kindle for 99 cents, less than a dollar. What? That's crazy, right? Less than a dollar, you can pick it up on Kindle. If you like to have a print book in your hands and you just like the way it feels, and trust me, I'm looking at this book right now, it's really well printed. I love Kindle Publishing. You can pick it up for $5.50. So you can have a physical copy where you can take notes, where you can you know, keep stuff for quick reference while you're working on creating that awesome epic podcast that I know you're capable of creating. So... By all means, if you're looking for ways, you're looking for advice, Introduction to Podcasting, Lessons Learned, Lessons Share is the book for you. Thank you, guys. And I could not do any of this without your support. So when I say thank you, I mean it. Thank you.